Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Top Story. I'm Xi Zhi. In this episode, we、we'll、take a look at the ongoing APEC Economic Leaders Meeting in San Francisco. Chinese President Xi Jinping has held talks with the leaders of several countries on the sidelines of the APEC meetings in San Francisco. They include leaders of Japan, Brunei, Mexico, Peru, and Fiji. Zhao Renfei reports. President Xi said、uh, during the talks with Japanese Prime Minister Kishida, he cherished the 45th anniversary of signing of the China-Japan Treaty of Peace and Friendship. President Xi called for peaceful coexistence and common prosperity. He also has met with his、uh, Mexican counterpart. The two leaders have agreed upon core interests, including finance cooperation as well as、um, electric cars. The two countries can further discuss、um, anti-narcotics、uh, cooperation. During his meeting with Peru counterpart,、uh, President Xi calls for the uh, uh, cooperation in trade in energy and minerals, and、um, China support agricultural products.、Uh, the Peru side says that they want to develop green economy and、um, co-work Belt and Road Initiative. During his talk with、um, Sultan of Brunei, President Xi says that、uh, the two countries have shared time-honored friendship. Since they have established a diplomatic relationship 30 years ago,、uh, when President Xi met with Fiji Prime Minister, he also mentioned the relationship between the two countries, and saying that the relationship be- between the two countries have stood the test of changes.、Uh, he also attended、uh, a lunch with the APEC host guest. At this segment, he te- he mentioned a lot about the green development, as well as achieving the goal of 2030 UN Sustainable Development Agenda. That was Zhao Yunfei on talks between Chinese President Xi Jinping and leaders of several other countries on the sidelines of the APEC meetings. Apart from those bilateral meetings, President Xi Jinping attended an informal dialogue and working lunch during the APEC Economic Leaders Meeting on Thursday, where he emphasized the importance of sustainable development for the world, calling it the golden key to addressing current global issues. President Xi called on APEC member economies to further consolidate consensus and take action to drive global sustainable development forward. He also urged global efforts to forge a new path for green development and address climate change. Earlier, the Chinese president had delivered a written speech at the APEC CEO summit, calling for unity to achieve better Asia-Pacific cooperation. He said, "Development for all is the overarching goal of Asia-Pacific cooperation, and seeking common ground while shelving differences is the best practice." President Xi stressed that development is only possible with cooperation, and decoupling and supply chain disruptions are not in anyone's interests. The president said China remains the most powerful engine of global growth and will generate one third of global growth this year. He made it clear that China remains committed to pursuing development with its doors open. For more on the Chinese president's speech at the APEC CEO summit, Zhao Yang spoke to Liu Baochun, the dean of the Center for International Business Ethics at the University of International Business and Economics. President Xi said that.、Uh, The development of the Asia-Pacific region not achieved through provoking antagonism and confrontation, but by staying open and inclusive. What sort of、uh, tone is he setting for the future of the region? I think really he touched upon the very important issue that is under debate now. The all political、uh, leaders they claim that、uh, they are responsible for for their people, for the business, and for the environment. Now it's really a time of test in this new era. So whether they can really deliver, 
Now, peace is something that is all people really require, and uh, uh, that can also uh, create a more stable environment for businesses to develop. Then, uh, protectionism is really there uh, that can bring injury into uh, economic efficiency and uh, also to uh, fuel up hostility among countries. So, therefore, an open, inclusive. The uh, interaction based on multilateral and also regional rules of play—that's、uh, something that all people, all businesses, and all the civil society really are there anticipating. So, therefore,、uh, it is the right initiative and right call、uh, in this new era that、uh, we are able to、uh, together to defend the、uh, global division of labor along the. New shaping of uh, uh, the supply chain, and uh, uh, this is also giving more confidence to the business community represented by CEOs over there that、uh, they can really、uh, be there to expect a better facilitation of trade and investment across border, and they can also be able to predict、uh, what is really lying ahead in terms of their business and strategic decisions. Was he also、uh, warned against decoupling and supply chain disruptions?、Um, how, what sort of harm would these actions bring to the region? Decoupling can only reduce e- efficiency because the、uh, it is time and again proven that uh, uh, the uh, by division of labor we pro-、uh, we promote the specialization of each of the country and by trading with each other and all people can really benefit. So that、uh, more of the economic benefits can really be created. I think more subtly is that uh, by uh, the uh, enhanced interaction, both、uh, in trade and culture, and people can really uh, uh, build more trust, and then uh, they can uh, really bring、uh, less confrontation. So therefore, decoupling or in under the disguise of de-risking. Is something that is there to distort the、uh, basic rule of world trade,、mm-hmm. and that can only bring harm、uh, to the regional、uh, stability and hence injure the consumption power and the business vitality of this region. He also referred to the、uh, APEC Putrajaya vision, which、uh, talks about building an open, dynamic, resilient, and peaceful Asia-Pacific community by 2014. Is the region on track to achieve that? Is there anything that stands in the way of that? I think we have a, a good reason to believe that this region really stand up to be able to achieve that vision, because、uh, right now we、uh, have a, a very Much of the rule-based program, for example, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, the CPTPP, that are there,、uh, so that、uh, businesses can be、uh, boosted through the facilitation of trade and investment across border, and more of the reduction of tariff is uh, uh, still on the agenda. And also, we work together to uh, uh, rebuild the、uh, supply chain. And、uh, to address the green transition, and together with the digital transition, so、uh, you know through the facilitation of trade investment and by forging a more inclusive uh, uh, development uh, to enhance the release,、uh, resilience of supply chain, and also to enhance the trust of different nations on multiple fronts, and we have reason that we are going to be able to really achieve that.
That was Zhao Yang speaking to Liu Baochen, the dean of the Center for International Business Ethics at the University of International Business and Economics, on the Chinese president's speech at the APEC CEO summit. A member of the APEC 2023 host committee has lauded the role of China in the San Francisco event. Xu Pang, a co-chair of the committee, also says this year's APEC bonds China closer with the rest of participating economies and shows its goodwill. This year, we talk about build a resi- sustainable and resilient future for everybody in、um, the APEC economy, not a single country. I mean, China are definitely one of the major players that capable to help the world solving the global challenge. We have speakers. We have representative CEO from China. These people will they actually work as a、um, a bond to help the other people in the world to understand the importance of China's economy and also the importance of Chinese technology. San Francisco is hosting the world's top-notch companies and economic leaders, as well as local universities and communities, for the ongoing APEC Week. Xu is right in the middle of the scene and says it is an opportunity for all participants to share long-lasting memories in a mood of cooperation and togetherness. I wish this year's APEC all the participants, no matter you are a CEO, you are a business leader, community leader, or you are world leaders, or you may even be a student, actually share experience and memory with your colleague, with your friend. That memory shared among both of you, creating a legacy. For the APEC to pass on from year after year, the APEC week ends on Friday with the APEC Economic Leaders Meeting. Peru will assume the year-long rotating leadership of APEC at the end of the month and preside over the annual meeting of the 21 members next year. Dan Collins spoke with experts on how trade with China can help boost Peru's economy. Trade with China has been crucial to Peru's stellar growth over two decades. From 1995 to 2023, Peruvian exports to China increased by more than 40 times, from $363 million to $17.7 billion. Peru has held the rolling presidency of the Asia-Pacific Regional Economic Forum twice before, but the third occasion could not come at a better time. Peru's finance minister Alex Contreras. Announced last month that the economy is in recession. Growth in the country, once considered the star in Latin America, has stagnated for more than two quarters. China is South America's top trading partner, and Peru is no exception. The Asian giant has also been a major source of foreign direct investment for the country. Its demand for raw materials from copper-rich Peru has powered GDP growth since the early 2000s. Now the construction of a new Pacific port in Chiangkai, just north of Peru's coastal capital, could revitalize bilateral trade. APEC is a great opportunity for us to show that from the Peruvian-Chinese investment sector, we are ready to attract companies from around the world. The port is a private venture between Chinese state-owned conglomerate Costco Shipping Ports Limited, with 60% of its stake. And the Peruvian mining company Vulcan, with 40%. A huge initial investment of 3.6 billion dollars is being made into the Costco megaport, which will form part of China's Belt and Road Initiative. Rosario Santa Gadea, director with the Center for China and Asia Pacific Studies at Lima's Pacific University, 
says the port would reconnect Peru with global value chains. If we can uh, design and implement a trans-Pacific economic corridor between Peru and China based on Chiang and the special economic zone uh, um, uh, related to that uh, port, then we will move in the right direction. A special economic zone is also planned to include an industrial park around the port to take advantage of China's huge marketplace. That was Stan Collins reporting. And with that, we end this special edition of The Top Story. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Xi Zhi. Thank you for listening.